Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest Riker. The Raptors are back in the Eastern Conference Finals, but before we break into it, you you want to start us with our, our stance sponsorship. Yeah, blurb. once a week, our once a week crazy sponsorship that we have stance our favorite basketball sock on the market here now we got Mm -hmm. a really good giveaway this week ben you'll break it down in just a second we're giving away first things first check out their stance.ca website brand new canadian website and you can get all the latest stuff that's pretty cool and then also one of the socks that you're getting we're giving away 60 dollars worth um asked to give a little blurb basketball like poetry in motion stay in rhythm with the all ball quarter heather gray they're pretty cool socks you'll see them when you get them but we're giving away more than that ben tell them what they got to do get 60 dollars worth of stance basketball socks yeah, for $60 worth of socks, you got to like the video and shout us out on your Instagram story. Shout out the Raptors Digest page. you got to be followed to to be uh, eligible to enter for, for a free giveaway. So if you want $60 worth of socks, definitely do all that sort of stuff. But shout out to Stance. But Riker, we got a huge series to break down. This Eastern Conference Finals, and we have four keys as to how the Toronto Raptors can win this series. I'll pitch out the keys, Ben, and then you give the takes on them, and then I'll jump in. If that's okay with you, that's a structure. All right, this one, you will take it away. I wholeheartedly agree with it. But number one, Marc Gasol needs to step up. He disappeared in last round. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, I don't know if disappeared is the word because he did a great job in defense. Okay, defense. You know, okay, absolutely, the yeah. defense was there, but offensively yeah. is what we're talking about here. Yeah, certainly. The thing about Marcus Gasol is for every, you know, he's been a phenomenal addition. He's doing everything that we need out of him on the court to help the Raptors win in these first two series. He's locked up the big centers on the other team, and he's facilitating the offense on the offensive end. You know, he's not being a ball stopper, and he can get us a bucket occasionally. But against the Milwaukee Bucks. That that's not really going to be his role. The big men on the Milwaukee Bucks aren't as much of a threat. You know, we played against two all-star centers in the first and second round, and Joel Embiid and Nikola Vucevic. But the Milwaukee Bucks, they have a different kind of threat. Brooke Lopez, they they call him Big Clay. He he knocks down threes left, right, and center. But he's not really an all-star kind of player anymore. You know, in this maybe in this Brooklyn Nets days, he was could be considered a borderline all-star. But he's not that type of player anymore. You know, they have some stretch big men in Ilyasova and. Uh, Nikola Meritich, but you know we're not going to need the brooding force of Marcus on the defensive end. So his energy should be uh, focused on keeping away the three pointers, which should be a it's a different task, but much easier than stopping a guy like Joel Embiid. But he should be able to eat these guys up on the offensive end. And you know we'll break down, we'll talk about matchups and all that too in another point. But I think Marcus all with his ability, his postseason just prowess, his experience, and all that sort of stuff, he should be able to use his experience and his ability to work in the post, make moves, and eat up whoever's guarding him, whether it be Brooke Lopez or Miritich, because he's yep. bigger, he's stronger, he's and more skilled. He's only averaging 8.6 points per game yep. in this postseason, uh, in, of course, both of the series. I, I think it's probably less than that in the 76ers series. Yep. Um, three assists, though, 5.5 rebounds, so he's not putting up big numbers. And this is funny because when you look at the career that he's had for himself on the Memphis Grizzlies, of course, he was the number one guy or the number two guy for almost his entire career. But he is able to be, as you said, a dominant big man. And what is the most concerning about the last series, of course, his hands were tied with the defensive challenge that was Joel Embiid. Um, He never looked for his shot. And I think that a big key is because you're going to have inevitably Giannis, who's one of the best defenders in the league, guarding a guy like 
Kawhi Leonard yeah, or yeah. Pascal Siakam, the number one and number two option. There's no reason that Marcus All can't be a prolific scorer as well as defender because he's not going to have that defensive uh, challenge that he had in the 76ers matchup. So I definitely think that he's a key and the possibility is there. And I'd rather see him be the next man up than Kyle Lowry or Danny Green is realistically never going to be the next man up. We just want him to be a reliable three-point shooter. I don't know yes. if you have any more points before we swing it to the next uh, key. Yeah, certainly. We, I think Marcus All, because Pascal Siakam and Kawhi are number one and two option. They've been there a whole year, even in the playoffs. But I think Marcus All should be the third scoring threat because they don't have anyone that can stop him. You mentioned it. His career in Memphis, he's an eighteen to twenty point per game scorer, and I think maybe for this series he could bring something like that back. But Riker, swing it into the second key. The second key. It's a big key, I guess. It's exploited broadly. It's exploiting matchups. But what this really mm-hmm. means, broken down, is like we just said, if Giannis is guarding somebody, if the length of Middleton is guarding somebody, the next man up needs to understand that it's their duty then to step up on offense, yep. right? So exploit those defensive matchups. Then on the other side, on defense, when the Toronto Raptors are on defense, they can't let the attention is going to be on Giannis. The attention is going to be on him driving. They can't let some random guy like Nikola Mirotic step up and get 20 points per game. They can't let somebody off the bench become a Raptor killer, right? If the best players are the best players of the Milwaukee Bucks, that's who they need to focus on. They can't allow somebody else to step up. And then finally, Nick Nurse needs to be consistently smart because he yeah. he obviously figured it out, but he had that game two and three stretch where his, his lineups made no sense, right? And everybody yeah. as a fan understood that. So exploiting matchups, it means a lot of things. Yeah, certainly. You brought up a lot of points there, but uh, the the Milwaukee Bucks' defensive structure, they have Giannis, who's an all-NBA defender, Chris Milton, who's really good long shooting guard. He's not the biggest guy, but he gets into people. Eric Bledsoe, he's your regular-sized point guard, but he can get in up into people. But their front court is an area where I think they could really be just attacked and you know taken advantage of for Toronto Raptors players. Now, we don't know what the defensive schemes are. They might run someone like you know Meritage on Green, because Green isn't much of a creator, but, you know, if Siakam ends up with a player like Chris Middleton on him, he has to go to the rim. You know, if if Kawhi doesn't have Giannis on him at any point in this game, they have to they have to just feast on these individual matchups because the the Bucks as a whole, their defensive scheme is very strong. They're a team that collapses in the paint and they they force contested three-point shots, but in the playoffs, you can really pick apart certain matchups. We saw the Celtics, even though they struggled in the series, they kind of did it to Brooke Lopez, and if, you know, any any of their players could hit a shot, then that series would have certainly been a lot closer, but the, the defense, the Milwaukee Bucks defensive scheme, it's they're a lot better than the sum of their parts, right? They 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 work together as a group, so the Raptors kind of have to take advantage of the individuals that that do struggle on the defensive end and guarding in space and all these sorts of things. And I can really see uh, Mike Bonosa, he's a really great coach. He could throw maybe Milton on Siakam, do some yeah. weird stuff. And you mentioned it, Nick Nurse has to be smart. He has to, I think we are the team with more talent, right? The Bucks have played better cohesively as a unit and been more consistent throughout the season. But I think we have more talent. And if Nick Nurse can properly exploit certain matchups and, you know, if he sees a smaller guy on Siakam or a slower... No, this might be a hot take, man. If we're even talking Mm -hmm. about exploiting... You you said it yourself, Giannis is an all-NBA defense. But think about who the Bucs played in the first round, right? They played the Detroit Pistons. So the the number two or the number one and the number two guys, I don't even know. They had Blake Griffin for one or two games, wasn't it? Maybe only one. And Andre Drummond, like those are the the guys that they the Bucks need to shut down. Then on the Celtics, they need to shut down 
Kyrie Irving. So the yeah. the dominant matchup is never a guy that can match the size and the athleticism of Giannis Antetokounmpo, right? But now with the number one and number two guys being Pascal and Kawhi, right, they're able to actually get their shots up over, um, you know, be as aggressive, as physical Mm -hmm. as Giannis. So it's possible. They might even be able to skillfully, of course, this is a really good Bucks defense, so you can't bank on it, but they might even be able to exploit getting Giannis into some early foul trouble because for the first time in this playoffs, he's actually going to have to guard the best player on the team. Yep, certainly. And you know, the you, you mentioned it. The the Bucks defensive scheme, they're not like the Philadelphia 76ers. The S- Philadelphia 76ers were huge. They had such a big lineup. They had Ben Simmons at the point. Their smallest guy on the court was JJ Redick, who I feel like is 6'5, six, 6'6 six, six out there. I'm not 100% sure, but they're a really big lineup. Now, the the Bucks are long and they have a lot of kind of wiry defenders, but the Raptors, I think a lot of the players can just bully them inside, get to the paint, and as you mentioned, get the Bucks in foul trouble. They can't stay in front. They have a great defensive scheme but you know if the Raptors collapse the paint get some open looks and then you know maybe the Bucks are forced to, to foul and be aggressive that I think the Raptors could really exploit this this team well we're talking all about Ben defense uh and exploiting the defense of the Milwaukee Bucks but our third mm-hmm. key key yep. number three is actually about defense for the Toronto Raptors so what we're yep. saying the key is because obviously Giannis he's the most prolific in the paint scorer in the NBA but if you yep. all collapse on him then that leaves the three-point shooting and the Milwaukee Bucks are one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA as well that leaves them open so our key is no three-point shooting don't collapse yep. but no key collapsing so it's it's man on man D be in the gap but not uh not in full deny, right? So yep. you can break that down what that means further. But basically, we don't want three-point shooting and we don't want in the in the paint scoring. Yeah, so a lot of strategy that teams have run against the Milwaukee Bucks is, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo is phenomenal at just bullying his way into the paint because the a lot of teams in the NBA don't have players that can contain no one will stop Giannis no one will stop him whatsoever in the league he's that good of a player but no one has have players that can really contain him you know keep him at bay somewhat and the Celtics actually did a decent job at containing Giannis but the issue with the Celtics defense is when Giannis got in the paint and Al Horford was kind of there and you know they their whole team collapsed inside and then you saw guys like Pat Connaughton Chris Milton whether Eric Bledsoe George Hill just have completely wide open naked looking threes right it was just easy Easy money for those role players, and that's why they played so well in the second round, yeah. right? For so, what my take is for on the defensive scheme: we have really good defenders that could keep with Giannis. Obviously, we won't be able to stop him one on one, but Kawhi Leonard is the best on ball defender probably in NBA history. You can maybe make an argument for a couple of their players. Uh, Pascal Siakam is, you know, probably will be an All NBA defender at some point. I think two of those guys, if they can stay in front of Giannis and make things difficult on him, and then you mentioned it have players in the gap. So if you're one pass away from the ball, right, instead of being in deny and keeping the ball from swinging out and getting out of Giannis's hands, be in that front that front line of help and then instead of having players in the backside of your two passes away in full help position, you know, maybe have them one foot in the key, one foot out and ready to if Giannis makes a drive, he's looking to kick out for three-point shooters, right? So have that kind of wall on Giannis at all times in the game, but if you're one pass away to to keep our our on-ball defenders with a little bit of help at, in the front, and then you know the, have the backside help ready to, for those skip passes that LeBron James used to do us that used to kill us. 
Yeah, absolutely, Ben. So we talked about finding the the chinks or whatever it is, the openings in the Milwaukee mm-hmm. Bucks defense. We talked about how the Toronto Raptors defense can operate most optimally. And now finally, maybe the most obvious key, we got to talk about offense here. And, yep. you know, we expect big games from Kawhi. We expect our second man up, our third man up to score. It's a more yep. favorable in terms of matchups to actually have our offensive guys going. But more than that, there is finally no excuse for our bench to be bad. And we're talking mm-hmm. specifically Van Vliet and Norman Powell. They're not going up against six foot eight giants as little guys. Um, they're not going up against the craziest defense and all-stars. Nothing. There's not that much demand from them. They can yep. just be them regular selves. They need to step up big time because they're, the bench has been dismal, except for Serge Ibaka in the last game. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why OG Ananobi would have been so key for the Philadelphia 76ers series because they were just huge. They were huge. And, you know, Orlando, everyone kind of had their way, but our bench still struggled. But the the Milwaukee Bucks, despite the fact they're a great defensive team, and you know, the, it, it feels like we might be ragging on the Bucks defense. They are very good. We are not by no means saying they're a poor. Yeah, defensive they're actually team. one of the top defensive teams yeah. in the NBA. But it just seems like but, it seems but like the Raptors we match can, up better. Exactly. We match up better against the Milwaukee Bucks defense than we did against the Philadelphia Sixers, 76ers, Right, Fred VanVleet is our initiator, our key on the bench offense throughout the whole regular season. And unfortunately, when Fred has a bigger guy on him, he struggles. Right, he's a he's a miniature point guard, and he, he, it's hard for him to shoot. It's hard for him to pass when there's there's bigger guys on him and the Sixers focused in on that they knew how valuable he was to the team and they really completely took him out of the series we need Fred Van Vliet because even if Fred has a good defender on him if the defender's the same size Fred is capable of eating those guys up of getting in the lane and creating for people hitting shots over their face so we need a confident Fred Van Vliet off the bench and Riker you know Fred has been taking a lot of slack, and he uh, he had more expectations than Norman Powell because he was an established seventh man for this team. But I want to see Norman Powell really have a series against Milwaukee Bucks. Two years ago, Norm earned his contract in that series against Milwaukee Bucks where he shot, I think it was like 95% from three in that series. But, you know, they're going to have the likes of Pat Connaughton and maybe Chris Middleton if he's on there. And Chris is a good defender, but guys that are Norman Powell size guarding him. And I want to see him be able to be under control, make some smart takes and hit his open threes. There's no excuse for a bench to, to struggle in this series if they're put in the right positions and they're, they're going to get open shots. They have to capitalize. Yeah, well, it's interesting because it was a little thought experiment that I pitched out in the previous podcast that we had the fans jump on the line. I said, Mm -hmm. if you were Nick Nurse, right, what's one thing that you need to do now to adjust entering into this Milwaukee Bucks matchup? He thought about it for a second. I apologize that I can't remember your name, but you were on a podcast, so be (laughs) thankful for that, I guess. Shout out um, to you. (laughs) Shout out to you if I could remember your name. But he said... um, confidence is maybe the biggest thing um you know and that really bleeds into the three-point shooting because the raptors were one of the best three-point shooting teams post all-star break and you know post marcus all trade and then it really fell off uh come playoff time but the question is if you are nick nurse what is it that you need to do what's the most important thing to do well it's instill that confidence and make sure that they're good at three-point shooting but then the next question is okay that's what nick nurse should do is he going to be able to do that so, Ben, is it possible that Nick Nurse is able to say or do anything that's going to get... Because it's not one or two players. It's an entire mm. team that's in a slump from three-point shooting. It's very strange that nobody's able to hit their open shots. So, I don't know what exactly is going on, but is it possible to to do something to revitalize the three-point shooting that was there pre- or prior to the playoffs? Yeah, no, I, I think Nick Nurse... 
you know, for the fact that the the Raptors have been struggling so much, they have, to his credit, gotten open looks. There has been a lot of good shots the Raptors have just missed in this postseason. But, you know, I, I think the two guys that really kind of regressed, especially in the Philly series, were Marcus All and Danny Green from the three-point line, and obviously Fred Van Vliet, who really the whole postseason, he's really just struggled. Because Fred Van Vliet was a 37% three-point shooter in the regular season. Marcus All was a 45%. Danny Green was a 45% three-point shooter. In the in those two series, Fred was like, I think he was about 5 or 8% against the Philadelphia 70 Sixers and um, Marcus All and Danny Green, they were in the mid 20s, right? So those are significant. I know there's smaller sample sizes, but those are ridiculous drop offs. And they're, they're, I think Nurse has done a decent job at getting them open looks, but the fact that the length of the Philadelphia 76ers really got just became annoying for the Toronto Raptors and they, they were taken out of their rhythm. I think for Nurse to really instill the confidence is to continue to give them the green light and Tell them, right? If Get them open shots. Run plays for these guys at the beginning of the game. And in a couple games, I think it was game four, where the Raptors bench, and or game five, sorry, where the bench really played well, we saw Kawhi Leonard be more of a facilitator in the first quarter of that game, and we saw Danny Green hit some shots early, Gasol hit some shots early, and I think that's the key for the, the, the Toronto Raptors going forward. Nurse should run some plays for the role players, get them in a rhythm early so they're feeling good for the rest of the game, and then let Kawhi take over. Don't let the offense run exclusively isolation through Siakam and Kawhi at the very beginning, because you know we need our other players to be threats so they just don't load in our top guys. No, I absolutely agree. And uh, the issue was, I mean, they had uh, so many open shots come Game 6, uh, yeah. Game 7, not as much. But uh, it's not like it was a lack thereof of play calling or open shots. It really was, I guess, maybe the entire series wore them down. You're right, because the first five games, the length was yeah. there. It was a challenge. Go ahead. Yeah, they even Pascal Siakam, to, they stopped guarding him from the three-point line. Yeah. They stopped guarding him, and but the he, thing he is, stopped taking it. They have to just shake that off, because I think that yep. that's a mental thing that the 76ers, they occupied a space in just the whole Toronto Raptors mentality towards shooting threes. They got to shake that off. They got to go completely new approach into this Bucks series. I think they can swing yep. it around without going too, too long. So that's our four keys. Um, mm. If we want to reiterate them really quick, I'll just run through them. We got one, Marcus All. He needs to. What did you say? Marcus All needs to eat. He needs. To, he needs to eat. He some needs deer. to eat. He needs to get up there and look for his shot. Two, exploit matchups. That means no Raptors killers. Nick Nurse needs to be consistently smart, and uh, you know they need to score on the on the lesser defenders. Three. Don't allow the three-point shooting to get out of control, but don't everybody collapse in on the key. Just good man-to-man defense with, you know, relative help, but not don't be full-denying three-point shooters either. And then finally, mm-hmm. Bench has no excuse to be bad anymore. We need to see performance from either, but preferably both, of Norma Powell and Fred Van Vliet. But Ben, before this podcast winds up, you know, we're talking a lot about the keys here. We're both pretty confident that this is a very preferable matchup for the Raptors. I've been saying, I'm, I've been saying that I've been saying as well uh, that the 76ers would be the hardest matchup for the Toronto Raptors in the postseason, and they barely scrape through. I think that they should actually be able to win this series in about six games. What do you think that the outcome is going to be um, just before any games even happen? Raps in six. Raps Raps and six we're record. in agreement. You, yep, you called it. You called it uh, in the second round. I said wraps in five. I think <laughs> you said seven. You picked seven. You were right on that. So I'm following through with your your prediction on this one. I think the Raptors, for all the things we mentioned, the Bucks are a better team than the Sixers. But I think we match up better against this team. And if we can get one of the games at in um, in Milwaukee, I don't think we'll lose in Toronto. And Raptors in six. I think it's going to happen, right, Kirk? 
Yeah, well, well, that's a good point. Just before, sorry to get into another little tangent here, but the mm-hmm. the, the Bucks are a better team all around. That yep. translates to more wins. But in the playoffs, it's really been proven that a superstar wins games, or like the best player wins games, right? And, and that's what makes the seventy exactly. And that's what makes the seventy six ers so hard is that they really have four all stars, four superstars yep. on their team, and that's the reason that there was so much difficulty. Is because okay, we shut down Ben Simmons, we shut down Joel Embiid. Oh. Darn, now we have to shut down uh, Jimmy Butler. And oh, darn, now Tobias Harris is still a big threat. At least now, like I said, we limit the Raptors killers. We just shut down Giannis. And then the secondary threat of Middleton should be fine. Yeah, just contain the role players. The Celtics let the role players be stars. Don't let the don't let the role players be stars, and let our top tier All NBA defenders take care of Giannis. You won't stop Giannis. He might have a bigger series than he did against the Celtics, but I think we'll win. But you guys are the best for making this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. As we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, shout us out on the Instagram story if you want free socks, sixty dollars like worth of socks, and like and like the video. You know, we we really appreciate all your support. It's going to be a crazy Eastern Conference Finals, Riker. Any last words? That's it for me. Cheers.